Sorry, you're about to oh. take a drink. <laughs> Can I take a drink? Can I drink? Um, mm. Welcome to Playing Devil's Avocado. Hello, it's a podcast. It is a podcast. My name is Claire Isaac. My name is Lisa Sinclair. Correct. And today we are going to take a deep dive Ooh. into how much alcohol we should Ooh. or should not be drinking oh, and do we enjoy it too much. Yes. We're also going to. Um, I'm going to discuss people giving bad news in a jaunty way. That sounds fun. (laughs) (laughs) And we might do some culture play. We'll talk about the new kind of Kushner book. Oh, divisive. Isn't it though? Yeah. And um, some follow-ups. Yeah, it sounds good. And we'll do some follow-ups, as they say. Yes. Let's go. Let's go. Okay, you had a qu- quick quiz. I've got two quick quizzes. Okay, don't <laughs> yeah. have to say much. Okay. Pet strollers, yes or no? No. <laughs> Do you, when you say don't have to say much, is that yeah. enough? Probably. <laughs> um, I'm considering it, but let's leave it there. Okay. Socks. <gasps> You're considering a pet stroller? You've got cats. Well, you can have them for cats. I don't know. I just don't mind. A stroller I don't... or a carry thing? No. There's quite. I keep seeing people with pet strollers and like <laughs> normal people as well <laughs> with dogs in them. Do you them. think they're normal? I'm not Are sure. They normal? I, I I would be concerned about the cats getting out. That would be the only yeah. thing. Yeah. Okay. So it, probably a no. Um, this came from a very trendy mm-hmm. listener of mm-hmm. ours. Mm-hmm. Um, she is working this. Mm. I don't know if we can. Socks with Berkeys. I don't think we can, but I think it can be worked. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> but not by the likes but of us. Because we, were, we wouldn't be ironic enough. We would just look like <laughs> we were... <laughs> It was deliberate, which it is deliberate, obviously. But um, I just don't think you can suddenly become that cool that if cool. you're not that cool already. Okay. It so you're just... saying I'm not that cool, is that I'm what you're just, saying? I'm not saying that. I'm having a drink now. All right. Okay. Oh. So socks with Berkeys, no for us, yes for other people who can work it. Correct. All right. <clears throat> what more do you need? Yeah. Moving on. Moving on. Um, we had a um, friend in the PDAs group. Do you want to explain yes. what that is? All right. It is a group. It's on Facebook. Mm. It's a closed group. It so you closed. become a member, but usually we approve you within about 30 seconds. Yes. Which I don't so know what that says about I'm us. I'm really eager to have friends <laughs> that we're like, whoa, hello, welcome. Um, so Make we sort of tea. post things on there that we've talked about in the episodes and then yeah. we discuss it and we have yeah. a little bit of a rant sometimes. Dude. It's quite nice. It's lovely. Yeah. Um, but um, one of the lovely um, friends in there um, spoke about, do we, asked us a question about whether we're not we enjoy our wine a little too much. Mm. I don't think she meant us particularly, but we do. She might have, maybe it was a fake, <laughs> a pretend... <laughs> Hello, husband. Yes, someone <laughs> under assumed name. Um, but it got us thinking, it and did. of course we we do. I mean, it's very um, acknowledged that Australians drink more than is... Um, Good for us. Yes, necessarily, necessary, yeah. i.e., which is probably mm-hmm. none. So I had a look into, um, I just typed in how much alcohol is safe to drink. Oh, yeah. But I just, before we get into how mm-hmm. much is, like, how much do you drink? Well, I have been a very big drinker over the years. Yeah. Um, that's partly London, partly journalists, mm-hmm. partly me, just loving a good drink. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm probably now a bit more about, about quality over quantity. Yeah. So I do like my Negronis and my mm-hmm. old fashions. Mm-hmm. I forgot about um, the old fashions. Yeah, and a nice gin and tonic. I really don't drink very much anymore at all, but if I'm in the mood, um, I go hell for leather. Mm-hmm. And... I do have AFDs, which are alcohol-free days. Yes. I probably go three or four days alcohol-free these days, but boy, do I love an RDD. What's an RDD? Well, this was coined by someone, let's call him Tim, Mm -hmm. um, and it's 
if your AFD is alcohol free day and RDD is resume drinking day. Oh, yes. And it's, you know, that drink is lovely. It's beautiful, isn't it? So, I mean, obviously, (laughs) um, I am a bit too, you know, I can't imagine going a week without a drink, to be honest, unless I was sick. Well, I do um, dry July every year. Yeah. Um, which is, uh, and to, to varying degrees of actual success, <laughs> I would have buy myself like 47,000 passes. But at the moment, I am doing and trying very hard to, and at being able to keep it up, <laughs> weird sentence, um, three or four days no drinking. Yeah. So You feel better for it. Yeah. And yeah. then, and I also, it means that I don't really want to start drinking again. No. Because I don't want to feel bad. Because I yes. think you do feel much better. Well, the hangovers we've talked about. Yeah. We can't cope with the hangovers. No. I can't talk, I can't cope with the disrupted sleep as a consequence of being drunk. Yeah. And then having to get up and function the next day. No. I just simply cannot no. do it. I love nothing more though than a glass of wine at mm. night. So if there was a way I could have a glass of Two glasses of wine every day. I'd yeah. be happy, probably. I could probably get Breakfast away with it. Breakfast or... <laughs> Any time of day. In a drip. Anyway, but apparently that is too much. Right. So, um, and there, I mean, there's been lots of things in the media in over recent years about that sort of wine time kind of culture yes. of women who, um, of a certain age, who drink too much because they're at home uh, or the stress of their work means they get home and just knock back a bottle of wine. Smash the white <clears throat> wine. Yeah. Um, and obviously that is dangerous drinking and mm. is not not at all what we're talking about here. But in, in terms of how much you should drink um, without having an alcohol problem, t- no more than two standard drinks a day, and this will reduce your risk of alcohol-related disease or injury so you won't walk into mm. a tree. And standard drinks are really small. They're small, 100 mils of wine, yeah. not good. So that's not even a glass of wine. That's not. It doesn't even touch the sides. No. And then on a single occasion, you shouldn't drink more than four standard drinks over several hours. So you should only have right. two drinks in any one time. Whoa. So yes, okay. we all drink more, and they class that. They class drinking more than four over over a, an hour, I think, or two hours. Um, binge drinking. Wow. So it's actually quite mm. full on. Because you if you think about it, so half a bottle of wine or half a bottle of bubbles is 375 mils. Mm. So that's 3.75 units. Yeah. Well, you could easily do a bottle of wine between you and a friend in... Oh, in an oh, hour. hour. Easily. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah, okay. no, we're all, we're all drinking mm. too much. Food for thought or drink for thought. Yes. Yeah. Um, but, you know, like if you're, if you're... I mean, I have been guilty of being the woman who goes home and smashes a bottle of wine yeah. um, from stress from work, but I don't do that anymore. I really mm. don't. And, and why is that? Just, just because you're too old to cope with it? or because... I think so. And also my husband was very, um, very helpful in just making me not do it mm. in terms of like, you know, we drink too much wine, yeah. we drink too much. Um, and so I've really learned, I've, lis- yeah. I've listened to him for once in my life. <laughs> Ooh, good on you, well done. I mean, he'll still say I drink too much, but yeah. I, obviously according to these rules I do, but I feel like... A couple of glasses of wine every now and then isn't going to kill you. I mean, it might. I suppose you might. But then there's all those stories that say why it's good for you. So you've got to find the balance. Yeah, and I think if you, mm. I think you know, if you're otherwise healthy mm. and you're not going to drive, and you're not, and you keep yourself hydrated, keep yourself nice, <laughs> keep yourself nice, yeah, you'll be fine. I'm very conscious of the whole driving the next day thing. Yeah, I'm my friend really, lost his license. Oh, mm. yeah, I'm very, very conscious of that. Mm. So I don't would, would never do that. I'm going to London in a few weeks. I don't know if I've told you, you enough have. times. Yeah. Um, <laughs> you told me very many enough times, but yeah. Um, when you go to a pub in London, you get a glass of wine. 
And they're enormous. The serves, mm. I think they're 250 mils. That's, that's great. For a gla- Well, it's a third of a bottle. No. Yeah, it's a third of a bottle in one glass. And so no wonder when I was living in London... You were squiffy all the time. Absolutely smashed. Taylor Swift. Taylor Swift all the time. <laughs> because you'd go and have a glass of white wine for the yeah. lady. Oh, yeah. And you've drunk a third of a bottle of wine without even thinking. Do you get white wine rage? I don't drink white wine rage. Be- I don't drink... <laughs> I don't drink white wine because of that. Because of that, and I haven't mm. done for a long time yeah, I because like um, I used to, I used to get the the white wine rage. It was like a truth bomb, oh, yeah. and I would um, tell everyone the truth, mm. and then I'd have to ring them all up the next day and go, I'm really, <laughs> really sorry about that. <laughs> and it was all down to the white wine, and I, it's because the because white wine has got a lot of sugar in it, mm. and I think it was an effect of the sugar and the alcohol I think all my blood levels blood sugar levels were just going insane so I really if I I do drink white wine I'm completely contradicting myself here I don't drink it really in the quantities you know you used to go out and drink four bottles of white wine with your girlfriend Savvy B Savvy B can't touch it but give me a lovely bottle of um, Chablis um, (laughs) or a nice um, you know a nice French white or a pinot gris or a yeah nice bottle of white with food yeah it's drinking white wine without food is fatal yes I used to and then I used to come home and slam the door because Lee wouldn't have picked up something that was yeah. on the floor that he would have just put there a minute ago yeah. it would be terrible I can't do that anymore. yeah so I don't white wine's off, off yeah. for me anyway good well right. I think we've had that chat yeah, let's drink to that cheers cheers um, let's talk about people giving bad news in a jaunty way. Well, give us an example, because <laughs> you brought this one up. Yeah, it's so good. So my friend um, messaged me to say that his um, work colleague was leaving work. He was on holiday at the time that she resigned. So he got a message from his big boss to say, you know, this has happened. So when you get back, don't be surprised. But she sort of like, just a heads up, you know, <laughs> we'll call her Victoria. Right. Has left. Um no, hang on. Yeah, just a heads up, Victoria has left. And he was like, you know. So then she said, um, you know, um, don't don't worry about it now, but we'll have to restructure. And oh it my was like, God. you can't tell me something like that no. on an email when no. I'm 12,000 miles away. And it just made me think of all the times when someone's tried to deliver bad news in that kind of jaunty, just a heads up, yeah. the place is on fire. <laughs> <laughs> you know, just, um, um, just letting you know. Just letting you know. <laughs> we're going to have to make some redundancies. Yeah, it's, it's, <laughs> like, it's, it's just, not good. Why do people do it? Like, just be straightforward. Because, they, because they're too scared just to be honest, aren't they? Yes. Yeah. yeah. But just a heads up. You're out of a job. Yeah. Just a heads up. Yeah. Just keeping you in the loop here. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, no. Oh, no. Don't know. Anyway, not very long piece, that piece. No, but I just right. thought that was funny. Just that yeah. bad news. Well, well, just, just a heads up, your dog's dead. Yeah. Actually, once, oh, ha, gosh. my dog did die right. when I was very small. Sorry, brother, I'm sorry for your loss. Thank you. My brother denies this to this day, but he came into... My dog got run over on my 13th birthday. My brother came into the room and said, Happy birthday, Sam's dead. <laughs> Wow. Yeah, I know. That is, that is, that is the best jaunty bad <laughs> news really story nice. ever. Gosh. <laughs> anyway, right. God rest her soul. She was chasing a car. Oh. It happened all the time. Um, it did in those days, didn't it? Yeah. Shall yeah. we do some culture club? Culture club. While I pull myself together. <laughs> culture oh, club. You're right. You're yeah, upset. No. Culture club. Culture club. Let's talk Sorry. about the book that has divided the nation, Ooh, or yeah. just me and you. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> what... It is. What is it? It's Candice Bushnell's yeah. is new book. Is there still sex? Is in there the still city? sex in the city? Do you see what she did there? Mm-hmm. So Candice Bushnell um, obviously wrote Sex in the City. She did, um, and was a bit of a poster girl for sort of 
um, single women and, you know, having it all and... And, and also writing about it in an honest yeah. way, which no one had really done yeah. before. Yeah, so lots to admire in her. Yeah. And now she's... Is she 60 yet? She's in her 60s. In her yeah. 60s, and she's written a book called Is There Still Sex in the City? It was. I was a bit... Look, I've read it. I quite enjoyed it. I read it in about a day. I was a bit confused because she is promoting it as a novel, mm. but her publicity is apparently promoting it as a memoir. Yes. So that's confusing. And when you read the, when I read the book, I actually was reading it like I could see the TV show yeah, unraveling before my eyes. So it's about her and her sort of her coterie of girlfriends who a lot of them have um, divorced or never married. Mm-hmm. And it's sort of reinventing yourself at age 60. Yeah, or in your 50s. In your 50s. Yeah. And whether you can sort of. Um, find a man and have sex and, and also have financial independence yes. and all that kind of stuff like that's quite a good side to it I yeah thought. it was but it was a little bit annoying because she was sort of talking about how um <laughs> you know she houses. got divorced and then she could you know she had her house in Connecticut or Long, Long Island I think it is well somewhere in the Hamptons isn't mm. it she's got a house in the Hamptons and then she could only afford a little pied-à-terre in Manhattan <laughs> and, <laughs> and there was a bit of that going on but then there were equally there were friends of hers who were left with nothing whatsoever and they'd never worked and they didn't have financial independence and a lot of women you know the um women over 50 are the biggest group of of people becoming homeless yeah. in Australia yeah. so it is actually a really big issue but maybe the way she tackled it was a little bit um it's very us and them us and them I didn't like it at all no I I really wanted to and when you said I read it in a day, and I was like, excellent, I should read it too, because then we can actually discuss the book that we've mm. both read. And, I, I mean, I haven't quite finished it. Um, I just found them all unlikable. All that, And because there's lots of stuff in there, that she talks about cubs and cubbing, mm. which is going after young men. She was trying quite hard to sort of make things a thing, yeah, wasn't she? Yeah, lots of making things a thing. Yeah. And these things are not a yeah, thing. Yeah, they usually make them words a thing. Of our friend, we should call her Lucy. Yes, these things it's are not, not a thing. thing. Um, so it was quite annoying cubbing, and then there was some MAM, M-A-M, which is, the, which is like the middle-aged madness. Yes. Which is um, sort of doing crazy things, with yeah. that, and then sort of because, you're, because your hormones are out of control and yes. all that sort of stuff. And I just, I thought, I thought it was a bit patronising to older women, especially given that we, you know, we're trying so hard as a podcast mm. to get away from all that kind of oh, silly silly old yes. women silly know. old duck yeah and I, I think she's trying to not be silly old mm. duck about it but then she's giving them reason to have to be silly old ducks and I just was a bit like mm. I don't think we're all out there chasing 25 year old pool cleaners no well, um, maybe and we also are. we didn't actually find out if she had sex or not did we no <clears throat> I did read something today saying she's got a 75 year old boyfriend now oh <clears throat> okay so she's happy Oh, well, that's as nice. Happy as you can I sort of feel <laughs> like um, she's not happy. No, and that, and I don't. But I don't know if she's ever been happy. No. I think maybe she's just one of those people who's never been happy. Yeah. And then she also did that thing recently, didn't she? And she does a chapter in the book about how an ex-boyfriend comes to stay with his son. Yeah, and she sort of does a very deep dive into motherhood and the fact that she's not a mother. Um, and then I think she's given some interviews that have probably been taken out of context about how you know the regret she has but how about how no one's going to be able to look after her because she hasn't got children and that that kind of mentality really annoys me yeah because I think there's plenty of people who have got children who aren't there to look after them anyway no. so plenty of people who are people's children who don't want to look after their parents that's what I mean yeah. yeah so I don't I thought she was being a little bit 
where is me and woe is me or where is me? Well, both, both. apply yes. <laughs> in this instance. But I yeah. still think it was interesting to read from the point of view of someone of that age group. Yeah. And, yeah, and and sort of saying that they're not dead and buried and they're yeah. not old ladies. I, guess, I mean, in some ways, I guess they are doing what. what she we wasn't want very them witty. To do. No, I think it wasn't she was witty enough. It wasn't witty enough, and she was. She has been witty and, she also and perceptive. Does that, she does that carry thing where she asks mm. the question all the time, which made mm. me wonder. Yeah. Blah blah blah. I thought, like, yes, oh really? You've done that. you've done a lot of this in your yeah. time. Yeah. Uh, okay. Yeah, I didn't like it that much, but you know, don't let me influence no. you. Well, right. you can do if yeah. you want. <laughs> um, someone who is witty. Yes. Me. Yeah. Uh, who else? You tell me. Celeste Barber. Yeah, I we know. love her. I mean, it's not new. I know we're not ground breaking any yeah. new ground here. No. We've been following her for years. But every now and then we'll send each other one yeah. of her Instagram yeah. things because she just nails it. Was it the Miley one? Miley Cyrus twerking yeah. against yeah. the um, Italian... In a white bikini. Yeah, Italian rarely. Yeah. And then she's in big granny pants doing it. So, so Celeste great. Barber... If there's two people out there who don't know who Celeste Barber is, <laughs> an Australian comedian, she's been doing this for a few years, but she she looks at models or famous people doing fashion poses and then she recreates them, but yeah. she's invariably wearing big pants. Yeah, she's or, in, challenge accepted. Challenge accepted, yeah. And she's got a book now and she's been on Vogue and she's got yes. her own advertising campaign. She did um, stuff with Tom Ford. Yeah. She did this fantastic, if you want to look it up, it's great. I'll try and find it actually, the video of her and Tom Ford at Fashion Week, which was just brilliant. Yeah, she's very funny. And she's just very, very funny. just I feel like she's on our side. She is. She's, She's on, on our, our team, side. isn't she? Yeah. Which, uh, yes. And actually, and we haven't. We wouldn't. Well, we didn't say we were going to do this, but this is a good time to bring this up. A friend of mine, hmm. the other day, I was looking at. I was asking him about a girl in a movie, and I said, oh, "What is she pretty?" And he said, "She's suburban pretty." What does that mean? Well, what to him, what it means is she doesn't look like a supermodel. Mm. She's very pretty and attractive, but mm. she, but you, you could live next door to her. Okay, right? so she's a girl next door. Yeah, and I was like, great, okay. And then the more I thought about it, the more I got offended. On her behalf. Her, on everyone's behalf. Yes. Because we're all fuck, fucking suburban pretty mm. in that case because no one looks like supermodels until they've been in makeup for four and a yeah, half hours. Yeah, No... You know, Lara Bingle doesn't look like Lara Bingle until she's had yeah. all the work, you know, makeup and stuff, yeah. airbrush. I mean, she's right. very pretty. Oh, yeah, no, I mean, yeah. she's, but she would be suburban pretty without all the makeup. Yeah. I mean, you see um, Naomi Watts or any of them, yeah. Nicole Kidman, they're all suburban pretty until they get yeah. glammed up. And then I was really offended. Good. I, I was like, you can't call someone suburban pretty because that lessons that means that what you hold up to be beautiful is something that no one can ever be yeah it's a ridiculous ideal it is so I punched him did you <laughs> but I, I will punch him in, okay. in I will retrospectively yes. punch him for it okay um okay and another person I want to punch mm. is someone who the who called me their work mum and we've touched on this before have I we think, have we but not to a enough yes. degree. It's really inappropriate. It's horrible. I it's hate it. It's awful and there's lots I have lots of issues with it. Mm. <laughs> you um, have lots of issues with it. I have lots of issues. <laughs> I do. I mean you are my work wife, as we've discussed. Yes, and work that's wives are absolutely fine. fine. That's an equal. It's, mm. Thank you, Claire. Exactly. Mm. Work mum is just the worst thing to call someone. It is. Because also everyone's a grown up in the workplace, so you shouldn't mm. need a mum. Yeah, I mean if you were fifteen, maybe. Mm. 
Until in the workplace. Well, if you're up. in my workplace and you're 15, you're yeah. just a work experience person yeah. and you just need to get me some coffee yeah. and get uh, my dry cleaning. That's a joke. That's not what happens. And also, I think I have said this to you before. I don't know if I've said it on the podcast. You don't know what people's situations no, is. Absolutely. And you might call someone your work mum. They might be someone who's desperately trying to be a mum yeah. or who has, you know, had five miscarriages or who, yeah. who can never be a mum. Yeah. So when you start calling someone your work mum, you might trigger them in the workplace. Yeah where they don't actually need to be triggered no. or should expect to be triggered. You and should be also, able to come to work and not have to have, your, you know, that yeah. thrown in your face. Yeah. And also, when you are, I mean, in the workplace now, you know, supposedly you're not supposed to say how long you've worked because it then yes. ages you. You're not supposed to tell someone your age. Yeah. Your age is supposedly irrelevant and mm. should be irrelevant. Obviously isn't in a lot of cases. But, um, you know, it, it should be. And then when you're called a work mum, it just negates all of that work you do of, yeah. of just all being on this one level playing field and, you know, dependent, yeah. doesn't have anything to do with how old you are or your, you know, your experience and your talent and your craft or whatever it is that you're doing. My worst experience of this... Yes, <laughs> brace yourselves, right, <laughs> listeners, because I know this story and it still makes my jaw drop. Go, yes. go, so Claire. I was um, on my way to work and I got a text from one of the um, women that I work with who said to me, if you're still on your way in, can you pop into the chemist and get me the morning after pill? Unbelievable. Mic drop. Mic drop. <laughs> and this is a true story, yeah. isn't it? And no I, word of a lie. I didn't know what to do, so I just ignored it. And then when I got to work, I said, oh, sorry, I didn't get it. But I was like, how on earth is that appropriate in any way? No. And then there's constant, like, mum, can you do this? And, like, yeah. mum. No. Also asked Shut me. Shut it down. Another, another work colleague asked me another question about whether or not sometimes men didn't get erections or something. <laughs> and I was like, what am I, Bettina Aunt? <laughs> like, because, um, you know... Because I'm an old yeah. slapper, I don't know, like, why would I? I mean, yes. I, I guess what, she, what they wanted me to say was, um, yes, of course, it would have nothing to do with how beautiful you yes. are because they wanted to be boxed about. Be and, but, you know, it's like, can I not have this conversation with you? But, you know, women, I mean, women take on so much of the duty of care in the workplace, mm -hmm. which they shouldn't do. No. And it drives me insane, like, women always clear the, clear the glasses or get the, you know, oh, well, I'll just put the... I'll make the platter. I'll make the platter. <laughs> and I, that infuriates me. When I went to a new job recently, um, they had a social committee and I got added to the social committee without anyone even asking me. because mm, you're bossy. Oh. No. I think no, it's... No. I don't know why it was. <laughs> anyway, but it, like, no, I don't want to be on the social committee. No. I don't want to plan everyone's picnics and no. barbecues I don't care like I, don't care. <laughs> I really don't care no, I get it. and I've done a lot of that stuff over the years and I'm done mm. now mm. I'm not doing it anymore I'm not cleaning glasses I'm not you know doing all that stuff no, and, I get it. you know no. and also that pastoral care stuff where people come and cry in your office all the time mm. as a manager fine I'll do what I have to do but there's a lot of work that we've talked about the emotional load at home yeah what about the emotional load at work well the emotional and load. and i'm not in hr no i yeah. just um in an, in one job that i had um fairly recently i had a lot of people who were who had seriously um you know stressful jobs that all of whom found it too difficult to continue doing the jobs right so that was there was a string of kind of you know people falling apart left yeah. right and tender and it was really me I was the one person that was the sort of solid 
um, backbone of that department. And I was just getting it from all sides all day. People crying, people yeah. stomping around. And I mean, you know, like, and I, I loved them all and I felt yeah. terrible for them, but I didn't want to be their mum. I no. really did not want to be their mum. No. And do you know what? This leads quite nicely into mm. our next segment. Yes. Which um, Is it about the platter I made you when you got here? No, it's not about oh. the platter. Okay. Um, it's about... So the, our reader in London, called Moira, <laughs> Hello, Moira, suggested we talk about the good things about being post-menopause. Yeah. Now, I think we should talk about it if Moira tells us to do it, because... She is my big sister. If we don't do what we're told, she'll tell my mum. Yeah. So let's talk about that. Okay. But one of the things is she sent us a story yeah. to read. And one of the things in that story, and that there's been a few stories around about it recently, is that um, you don't care what people think of you anymore. Yeah. And I think that is an awesome point. And also that I am feeling like that. I don't have that. Yes, I'll be on the social committee because I should be on the social. Yeah. Like I don't mm. care, yeah. and I'm not being on the social committee. I still some somewhat care, <clears throat> but I won't be on the social committee. So no. whatever you say, no. Um, but but, I, but the fact that you were the backbone of that department yeah. where everyone was crumbling, you know, that's a good point about being, you know, older. Is that you? You can deal with that stuff. I, I also won't let anyone push me around. No. Anymore, you know, no. I'll be like, don't, you can't talk to me like that. No. Whatever. Yes, I agree. Also in that story that Maurice sent, there was yes. a fantastic thing about killer whales yes. are the only other mammal... Are they mammal? Yes. Yeah. Who, um, uh, who, they're really powerful once they are... Hang on, I've got to find it. I've written it down I did. here. You circled it. I did circle it. Yeah. It says... Okay. Women are one of the few mammals who live long after their childbearing days are over. Another is the killer whale. A recently peer-reviewed study published in Current Biology uh, shows that postmenopausal whales become leaders of their groups. They do. Leaders of their groups. We love it. Just amazing. Which is us to a T, isn't this it? This is another thing we have in common with whales. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> amazing. Oh, also, and then another um, PDA member sent us the clip from Fleabag, the show that we had. Yes. Still very convoluted following yes. up things. Um, I we still haven't mentioned. seen it. Oh, oh I know. Idiot. I am an idiot. Um, but anyway, um, and in this quote, there's a quote about menopause. So she's yeah. at a um, an awards night with Who's Christian. Who's she? Fleabag. Fleabag. Yeah. With Christian Scott Thomas. Mm-hmm. Who is an older lady, yeah, who's gone through menopause. Yeah. Um, and she says about menopause, there's a she says a few amazing things. But one of the things at the end, which I think Moira will appreciate, mm. it's is horrendous and then it's magnificent. Mm. So, so you get through the you get through all the hot flashes, yeah, flushes. And then you can look forward to being the leader of the, the tribe. The leader of the killer whale pack. Yes. And not caring what other not people think. Not caring what people think. You, you have no longer have the burden of like your childbearing, all of the periods, yeah. anything, nothing. And you're just strong, you don't yeah. care. You get a big creative surge as well, I think. Mm. I've read that. Mm. Look out, I'll be painting whales. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I like yeah. that. Okay. Yeah. Oh, I feel very empowered. I do too, I'm a bit hot. Oh, I'm um, ever so hot. I'm getting really hot flashes. Yeah. Shall we talk about Megan and Harry? Megan yes. and Harry. Yes. Go on, you, you're, you're our royal correspondent, so talk <laughs> us through it. Beaming in from the streets of London. Um, I just wanted to bring up the Meghan and Harry thing because I was appalled, as most people in the world With were, the private jet. With the private jet. Talk us so, through the situation. Okay, so they went to Ibiza on holiday for her birthday. And yes. they flew there by lovely. private jet. Yeah, lovely. Ooh. Her beautiful, amazing villa mm. that they hired for four nights, whatever, and it was amazing. And then they flew back on their private jet. Day later, get back on another private jet, fly to Nice... To have to spend a few days with Elton John, right? 
As you do. As you do. And everyone's up in arms because that's twice they've used private jets when they are climate change Mm. people. Mm. They spend their whole life talking about, you know, carbon footprints and, you know, global warming and how they can save the world. And yet they have no problem getting on a private jet. So the first one, that was their own private jet. Second one, turns out Elton John sent his private jet. Hello. This is Elton John. I'm just going to send you my private jet. Because he chimed in, didn't he? Because there was so much Everyone sort of went off hatred that. Yeah. that he chimed in and said that Diana was a very dear friend of yeah. mine and I will always give them a safe space yeah. away from the prying eyes. Yeah. Which is fine, but they people still need get, to leave them alone. They should get a Ryanair flight. I mean, really? They're going oh, to Nice. Gosh, no hard. one wants to get a Ryanair flight. Well, with no. a baby and a stroller. A babe. I mean, <laughs> a baby you know, and a stroller and a crown. I mean, can you imagine <laughs> Harry and Megan like, running? Because they don't even give you seats. You just have to run yeah. to get on the, well, not on the plane. Well, maybe Anyway, the point is... They could is, have flown first class, British Airways. The point is, yeah. is that, you know, that to me is not an argument for why that was fine. He said he paid a carbon yeah. emissions charity thing. I still feel like that's not right. Then Pink weighed in and said, stop bullying Megan, which is not... I don't think it's bullying Megan. I think it's saying you stand for one thing and yet you're yes. doing something else. So I'm still anti them for that. Okay. Then um, Ellen, DeGeneres, mm. um, weighed in. And what did she say? She said the amount of bullying that goes on is, you know, they love animals. It's got nothing to do with anything. They love animals and they look, they're caring for the environment and yet they're still getting hammered over this. And it's like, well, yes, they are because you cannot have your cake and eat it too. Mm. You can't have your Elton John cake. You can't have your birthday cake and Ibiza and eat it too. It's a tricky one, isn't it? Because... I think it's bad enough when you've got one prince and his new family, but when you've got a prince plus a Hollywood superstar... Oh, yeah, I mean, I know that... She would be... The, the thing is for her is that she would be totally used to private jets and flying first class. That would be her, her normal. I don't have a problem with first class. So... If it's a commercial flight that's going anyway, mm, get on the plane. It's just that that doesn't necessarily sit very well with the royal family because the Queen just go, gets on the train and goes to Balmoral every year. Yeah, she doesn't so, fly, does she, the Queen? Really? No. So they're just a very sort of... They're a weird combo of royalty and, and Hollywood, yeah, aren't they? Yeah, they are. Which they're just... I think they've got to find their way. I, well, I agree they've got to find their way, but I also feel like they really need to remember what it is they're doing. Like, you can't... Yeah. You can't be a it's vegetarian. It's ill-advised. You can't be a vegetarian and then be a spokesperson for a sausage company. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Okay. That is true. Look, I think... I think anyway, it's, back to Megan and Harry. I, I think it's ill-advised. <laughs> I think maybe they haven't got people around them saying, look... You know, yeah, maybe take just take it down a notch. Yeah, maybe take it down a notch. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, um, okay, good. I'm trying not to be that person that just hates them because I don't hate them, I just wish that they hadn't done it. And I think that it's wrong that they did it, and I think they should learn and not do it again. I think they're really in the firing line. I think they they just need to be a bit sensible in their in their position. No, no, I'm not. I'm just saying they need to. Just have a, have, a, have a word. Have a long, hard look at themselves. Yeah. All right, let's do some follow-ups. So follow-up, follow-up, follow-up. Uh, follow follow-up. Okay. Do you want to follow-up your hotel one? Yes. So you remember we were talking about the hotels mm. and all the germs yes. and travelling and germs yeah. and germs Gem, and germs. Gem, germs. You sent me something <laughs> that has horrified me so much. Mm. So Thank now, <laughs> new thing you can't use in a hotel, kettle. Yeah. And why is that, Lisa? Well, you sent me a link... And it was, and it turned into. Does it? Well, the question was: Does anyone else use the hotel kettle to clean their underwear? Yeah, period stain underwear too. It was. That was a particular pair of underwear. <laughs> but then all these other people said, "Oh yeah, I clean my underwear in the it's in the just kettle." Worse than. And you can then imagine. I read 
I was went into this feed on Facebook and someone on there was saying because I was filled with horror and someone was saying my husband works in hotel hospitality and he has always said never use the kettle because men pee in it um so the kettle's out yeah. and you know what I really love a kettle in a hotel room because I have my nice cup get my little thing of tea out mm. of the little box mm-hmm. have a cup of tea in the morning well that's out no. that's ruined isn't no, it not going to have it now and then someone at work was telling me that because she was reading about it apparently the hair dryer is the germiest thing in a hotel room I don't know why. <laughs> I don't even want to think about that. I don't want to think about be. that. Anyway, so let's just add that to your list of things never to touch in a hotel. I feel like camping might be on the agenda <laughs> <laughs> after all this. It's so, making sense now. Yeah. Um, I have a follow-up. Go on. I'm going to follow up something as well. I went to the hairdresser the other mm. day, as I like and want to do, and when the woman was um, doing my hair, she said to me, oh, you've got all this new hair growth underneath here. She's lifting up my hair. And let, she said, you've got loads of new hair coming through. And you know why? Why? Well, I'm putting it towards yes. this. I'm putting what is it? Collagen powder. Oh. Which I've been taking religiously for the last three months since okay. we've been speaking about yes. it on here. So I thought I'd so do So this a, is a follow-up fad, isn't it? It's a follow-up fad. Sorry, I'm just getting it. I take, I'm going to do a plug here. Go on. Vida Glow. Not an ad, Glow. Though. It's not an ad. Original natural marine collagen for hair, skin, and nails. And I take one of them a day. I did, I've mentioned this before. I put yeah. the sachet in my water with my chlorophyll. Um, and it's and it is making me have my my hair new growing. hair new growth. hair. Wow! So that's good, isn't that's it? That's quite exciting. I know. I was really really happy mm. about that. Um, on and the, on the minor side, yes, you've got what hurts now? Oh yeah, what hurts now? Um, okay, just as a quick one. Um, Lisa and I, that's you, mm-hmm. we go to the same skin cancer doctor. Yeah. We love her. Love her. Love her. Dr. Bowie. Dr. Bowie. And she, um, she's really, really thorough and we love her. And we love her because she's very glamorous mm. as well. Anyway. Where's Prada? <laughs> nothing to do with anything. <laughs> Got the most amazing um, engagement and wedding ring. Yeah. But as well as all that... Um, she so I went to her the other day and said I've got this thing on my stomach. She said, "Oh, I think we should cut that off and send it off for a biopsy." So she whisked it off as she is wont to do mm-hmm. with her scalpel held in her delicately manicured fingers, <laughs> and and then she also burnt off another thing that was on like in the same region, and um, they were stitched up. And off I came back to work, and it's been hurting. Why? It's rubbing on my bra strap. Oh. Can't you put a plaster on it? I put a plaster on mm. it, but like I'm just like well, everyone. Everyone has to have things burnt off all the time, and like I just I mean I know it's better than having skin cancer. I guess, but like, loads of people aren't wearing bras now. Are they? Oh, I don't think I could run free. People are ditching the bra. I'm not ditching a bra. Okay. I what like... about if you've got a sports bra? Or what about if you just get a vest with a built-in shelf? Oh, yes. <laughs> shelf. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, it's just, you know, you do the right thing. I know. You do the right thing for your health. I know. And then it hurts another mm. way. Have you had the results? No, not yet. Okay. I'll keep you... Keep up. me in the loop. Keep you up. <laughs> maybe you could. Maybe if it's bad news, you can deliver it in a jaunty way. <laughs> Just a heads up. I've got a melanoma. I shouldn't joke about it. Even Do not wood. joke about Naughty. it. There's no wood in this office. This Ooh. is all whatever that is. Vinyl. Yeah. Anyway, I think that's enough. That's for one enough. Week. <laughs> um, if you want to get in touch with us, yeah. you can join the PDAs, which is a group on Facebook. Um, you can also email us on weareplayingdevilsavocado at gmail.com. Mm. You can find us on Instagram. Instagram. Slide yeah. into our DMs. That's, that's about it for now. Okay. See you next Speak week. You. Goodbye. Bye now.